Hi, and welcome to Screens and Focus podcast, where we share and connect as we spotlight our favorite shows and movies. I'm Diana, and today we're talking about The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. You are in for a treat because Judith Weigel is back. Judith is a divorce mediator, a coach, and host of the Amicable Divorce Expert podcast. She has worked in the entertainment industry and lives in Los Angeles. And the last time she was here, she shared her insights, her knowledge, and her firsthand experiences with celebrities. I am really excited to get her perspective on The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, The Reunion, Erica Jane, and any other celebrity news or updates she may have. Welcome, Judith. How are you? Completely excited to be here. I love your show. I love joining you. And you know, I love talking about celebrities. Yes, I know. The last time we had so much fun, we talked about The Real Housewives. It was just an amazing time. And you called me recently before the last episode of The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills reunion aired to make sure that I didn't miss it and to touch base. And I was so thrilled that you did. Well, you know, when there is when there are four parts to a reunion, you know, it's huge. You know, the season was extra special and I didn't know if you were keeping up with it. Of course, I watched every episode several times, but part four of the reunion was going to be explosive as yeah. if the other three weren't. So um, I'm glad we're reconnecting because there's still there are still unanswered questions. Mm-hmm. There are. Yeah. Well, it was a scintillating season of The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, largely due to the focus on Erica Jane and her divorce from Tom Girardi, along with all the lawsuits, allegations, and rumors. And in the reunion, Andy was able to get some clarification on some of the biggest questions that lingered throughout the season, and I would love to get your take on them. So one of... The big question was Tom's accident and also his mental capacity. And I think it was really big because there was inconsistencies through the season. Uh, And I think the housewives saw that and they brought it up and it would change. The story would change throughout. And so I think Andy was able to finally get a timeline that made sense. Was he? Okay. So this past season was so explosive. It's what these real housewives of any city are are supposed to do to really explode in front of your face. It was so big that instead of waiting several months to start this upcoming season, they went right into filming. They went from filming the show, filming the reunion. They're filming again. They're around town filming because they want to get every step of this divorce. And it is probably one of the most complicated divorces ever known to mankind. So let's start with the accident and Tom's mental capacity. So confusing Mm -hmm. because Erica was confusing. Erica wasn't consistent with any single thing she said. So when she first provided the revelation, that um, Tom had had an accident several years ago. 
Uh, this is when she noticed that he was maybe going into dementia. Of course, we only find out later on that at the same time, she knows of all these affairs that he's having. And more right. than likely, he's come back from seeing somebody. Yeah. Fateful night, right? Of the car accident. Now, I know basically where the house is in San Marino. They say Pasadena. It's not Beverly Hills. San Marino is one of the oldest, most moneyed, and gorgeous sections in Pasadena. Pasadena in general is just lovely. You know, that's where the Rose Bowl is. We have that coming up on New Year's Day. But I don't exactly know where the switchback is, which is, I guess, a circular road behind the house. And I guess there's a cliff or something. Yeah. I really go and find out where it is because <laughs> I have been known to go searching yes. for locations where, where the stories are involved. Yes. So I love it. When she first told the story, I think it was to Kyle, right? They were sitting on a bench, I think. But anyway, so she was telling, she advanced the story initially and yes. it was, and it was, there was nothing wishy-washy about it. It was this happened and mm-hmm. this happened. Um, Tom didn't come home. I got a call late at night. Um, I had to go find him and he was obviously out of it for 11 hours. How do you know that? That was my yeah. first question. How do you know how many hours he was back there if he was out of it and wandering around? Mm-hmm. Then we hear a couple versions in between until we come right. to the, the latest version of, uh, I think it was Dorit that brought it up and was retelling this or referencing it. And she was talking about Tom was out of it. And, and that, that's when Erica inserted allegedly. Right. Yes. I remember that word because they all had expressions on their face when she said that because they they were repeating the story that she had told them. So then they thought, allegedly, why are you saying that? And I don't know, and I could be wrong. Anybody could correct us. So anybody call in, please, who's knowledgeable about the timeline. When Erica initially rolled out the story, was she clear about it? I think she was talking to Kyle. Did Kyle have questions? I don't know that Erica has ever been completely clear about recreating much of anything in this version of why she's getting divorced. Do you agree or disagree, Diane? No, I agree. I agree. And I also, I she had mentioned the reason she was said allegedly when she spoke with Dorit was because of her lawyers. Right. Because she wasn't supposed to say, give a specific time frame right. or timeline. Right. Yeah. So and that I- made sen- a little more sense after she said why she said that. But it's always changing the words that she used, the hours that she is stating, or even the condition of the accident. Because I thought at this time she said it rolled, his car rolled. Right, rolled down a hill and he's wandering. And by the way, do you remember she said there's no police report? Because I think Andy in in the reunion said, well, isn't there yeah. a police report? No, we, you know, somehow we can't find the police report. Right. Okay. Well, Tom is, was uh, one of the most highly respected attorneys in Los Angeles, mm-hmm. Southern California, 
maybe even the United States, but definitely here. Could it be expunged because of that? I mean, he's able to do, attorneys are able to do a lot, as we know. And somebody who's that powerful, could he have gotten it expunged? Yeah, so that was a little surprising to me. Yes, it is surprising. So why would she even make that story up? And how does that story factor in? Oh, there's another story. I'm piggybacking stories now with her son who came to Tom when the house was burglarized. Yes. Uh Uh-huh. And Tom was at home. That story got kind of convoluted. Well, because they bring up that her son was something about the snow. We're like, where are you? Okay, so her son lives in Bakersfield. Bakersfield is what? Somewhere between an hour and a half and and two hours north of Los Angeles. We do have three different climates in California. We have the ocean and the beach climate. We have the valleys and the really hot climate. Then you have the mountains and you have snow because we have those resorts. We have Big Bear. We have Man. that's true. Mm-hmm. And and uh, Bakersfield, it's well known that we have the what's called the grapevine going into Bakersfield, and you're not supposed to go there if it's starting to snow because yes. it's been out. Yes, it's really a tough drive. So, I guess Erica was shooting the housewives in the desert when the San Marino house got um, burglarized. And I guess so she called her her son, who's a police officer, to come down and, and help Tom out. So those were two interesting stories. But if I may, while she's in Palm Springs, do you remember when Kathy Hilton called to find out where these other Girardi houses were in the desert? Oh. Because Erica said she had homes out there but never went to them and had no idea right. where they were. Yes. And Kathy, who is a riot beyond belief, um, is calling and getting information without even being Erica or Tom. I love that. Yeah, I know. (laughs) I know. She's a great addition to the show. Oh, my God. And, of course, do you know, did you read on the Internet that she, I just read it the other day, she's holding out. Yes, I heard that. I read that. Because she was a fan favorite, she wants more money. Yes. She's so smart. She's so smart. And she's only a friend. She's only considered a friend, not an actual housewife. But she's on almost every episode, right? Yeah. Well, pretty much. Yeah. She's just fun to be inserted there. Yeah. It's funny how she doesn't get things. She just hears a sentence somewhere and uses it. And they all look at her like, what are you talking about? Well, I'm a crack up. I know. I'm sure she was kind of very loose like that when she was younger because Kyle references that. Mm -hmm. But this woman has nothing to worry about financially. Mm, Yes. Yes. So if you were that footloose and fancy free financially, you can take license and do anything you want. Yes. With that, I think she has a kind heart. I'm really happy she's on the show because we got to find out more about her. All we really knew was, okay, Hilton Hotels is in the background. Money came from the Hilton Hotel Inheritance. Right. Paris. You know, we, we found out about these people through Paris Hilton. Yes. And all of her stuff and uh, being a socialite and all this jazz. Um, 
So we didn't really know anything about Kathy. We, of course, knew about Kim, and that was disastrous. Yes, it was. To say the least. Now, these three girls, these siblings are completely different people. They are. They are. They're completely different personalities. That's very interesting. I hadn't really thought about that, but that's so true. Yes. And so I was really happy to to have Kathy on and get to know her a little bit better, to see the house, Patrick the butler. Oh, my God. I love Patrick the butler. He goes in the kitchen. They're fighting out there. I know. <laughs> I know. He's not used to it. He's like, what is going on? These crazy housewives. Oh, God. Oh, All right. So what else do we have to talk about with them? So- well, the $20 million. And I think we briefly had talked about that before. But it's interesting because Erica brings up, and I think you brought this up too, that the money was over a time span. It wasn't all at once, which is how they portrayed it in the LA Times or the news media out there. But this was over 12 years or more. No, just a few years, just the last few years. I think it was less than 12, but I think more than five. I wish I could remember the exact years, but it wasn't a lump sum because Tom was supporting her career. Now, she was making a little money recording, um, performing in dance clubs. Then... To get on the Housewives, they upped the ante. She was on the Housewives, I think it was 2016. Um, so she was on the Housewives, and you know, you're in company, you're in wealthy company, or what's yes. presumed to be wealthy company. And I guess they had to kick up the ante a little bit. But then she proceeded to go on and wrote a book. So there's book sale money. Then she was on Broadway as Roxy Hart in Chicago. Right. That brought in money. The pandemic closed that. But, okay, so two things, the $20 million and then um, why she doesn't have access to her money. So this is what we learned on the reunion. She never had access to her money. Mm-hmm. That's right. Owned corporation, Erica Jane Global Enterprises. Then she opens up Pretty Mess, Inc. in January of 2021, transfers the money that was in the bank account. I'm solving the crime. Transfers the money (laughs) that she had in Erica Jane Global into Pretty Mess. Now, I, I, I was doing research for my own episode on the divorce podcast with an attorney. So... I, oh, and I went online. I went to State of California um, um, corporations, licenses and corporations, because I wanted to see with my own eyes, is her name on the corporation? Yes, her name's on both of these corporations. Tom Girardi's doesn't appear there. At least I didn't see it. Yeah. So she owns the corporations. Now, your bank account is in the name of the corporations. This is one of the issues going on with the money that the Tom invested. Where is it? Where's the paper trail? The uh, bankruptcy court wants to get their hands on it. Right. And one of the issues is money was transferred from Erica Jane Global to Pretty Mess this January. Oh, I didn't know this. I'm, I'm thinking to hide it. I mean, this is my thinking, everybody. This, this is just me trying to figure out what's going on because it's fascinating. Mm-hmm. 
So she either completely has access to her own money. She has her accountant. She has to file taxes. You know, there's a separate corporate filing that goes with your personal taxes. And so there's that. So A, I'm thinking she transferred the money. But then she said on the reunion when Andy was saying, well, why didn't you leave earlier? Right. He said, well, where was I going to go? He said, anywhere. Where you are now is where you were going to go. And well, what money? He said, I happen to know what we pay you. I know. Which, I... by the way, in a second accounting on the internet, I read a, a list of what all the housewives are getting paid. She's the highest paid. So the list I read said $600,000. Wow. Kyle is getting 500,000 with somebody else. Who else is getting five? It's at Lisa Renna. Lisa Renna. Mm, yeah. And then Dorit is supposedly only getting 100,000. Ah. Oh. Sutton are getting. So now she drops that bomb on the reunion that she's not in charge of her money. She doesn't have access to it, which of course is astounding to everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, People are prisoners of their finances. So right. I work in divorce. Okay, this this is possible mm-hmm. that you don't have access to money. Your husband is doling out money to you. She had a credit card, obviously. I mean, right. you have to, you have credit cards. Who pays her staff? Who cuts those checks to her staff? Right. Right. And the accountant. Okay, so now you have an accountant. How does the accountant right. your filings if you have no hands-on control of your money? Okay, so the bottom line is, if she left him, she would she still be on the housewives? If she had left him in 17, 18, 2019, would she still have been on the housewives? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Right. But When you're putting your life out there, just think of us, regular people. If you're putting yourself out there to be on a reality show, you're not, you're going to be, you want your life to look the best it can possibly look. Exactly. Uh Uh-huh. And if you're going to be on a housewife show and a Beverly Hills one, you need to compete financially. Ergo, all the talk about the two plays. You know, nobody else talks about having a private plane. Right. She had two of them. One to go to Europe, the Gulf Stream, and one to run around the United States. I thought this was fascinating. <laughs> so Erica's salary was more than enough money to live on. Yes. And even if you weren't in control of all the other money, you are in control of your relationship with Bravo. Right. Exactly. You're right. And why couldn't you have said to Andy Cowan and the finance office, could you please send my checks elsewhere? I have a new bank account. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there, there was some money. And what is she living on now? Bravo money. Right. She's it's living on Bravo money. money got directed to her. Mm-hmm. All right. So that's Agreed. what I have to say about the 20 20- Oh, and by the way, divorce law. let's just talk about divorce law. I interviewed an attorney, Lyle Solomon from Oakland, a few weeks ago, 
he specializes in debt, an attorney specializing in debt. And here's what he said. And even though I've written many, many of these settlement agreements when I file for people in the other incarnation of my divorce life, um, and we have these debt sections and they have all these caveats attached so that one spouse is obligated to pay whatever debt they signed off to pay in the divorce settlement. Lyle was saying, that being said, all that being said, if debt was created between date of marriage and date of separation, it doesn't matter who created it. If you're in a community property state, they're going to look at the other spouse for payment. That's the bottom line. Yes, that is the bottom line. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay. So much to talk about. Okay, so another uh, issue or that we saw on the reunion uh, was Crystal when she asked where her anger was toward Tom and Erica really bit her head off, which is what all the housewives and Andy said why no one wants to ask her anything because of her reaction. Exactly what I was going to say. You can't ask her to defend herself. She's she's not good at defending herself. Now, first of all, whether she knew everything or did not know everything, she's in hot water. So you can well imagine what her disposition is like on any given day at any given time. It's got to be really rough. Number two, I never thought about that until Crystal asked it. I really didn't. And it's not that I condemned Erica either. I really don't know. I mean, I'm right. watching this unfold thinking things, but I'm I'm open. I don't want to be judgmental about this. When Crystal asked that and, and Erica jumped down her throat, mm-hmm. I thought, well, all right, let's let's think about how Erica has talked about Tom. She never really did appear that angry ever. No, no. She appeared scared to death, which is totally believable, but she never appeared angry. So does that mean? Not toward Tom anyways. Not toward Tom. Does that mean she was complicit? Does that mean, and it's very hard for me to wrap my head around, did she know where the money came from other than profit from the law firm, Tom's money to do what he wants with? It's easy to say yes. I mean, half of me like is, of course, would Tom really say, hey, Erica, I'm cheating my clients? Right. Yeah. I don't think he did. And even now she has asked him but he doesn't acknowledge anything and she says well he's incompetent and she has pressed him and nothing comes out of his mouth regarding all of this i'm wondering if he's that incompetent as a lawyer to know what not to say Mm -hmm. i mean he's been a lawyer all his life right so perhaps it's ingrained in him not to answer questions i am sure well, wait a minute. I have a feeling he didn't answer her because he didn't want to, not because 
he was incompetent to answer. Right, right, exactly. He's a lawyer. He's still a lawyer. And he was a shrewd lawyer. So um, he's not going to admit culpability to a crime to anybody, I I wouldn't think. Lawyer, (laughs) Lawyer 101, you wouldn't do that. But where is your anger? It is a. I think it's a well placed question, don't you? Oh yes, that's what everybody wants to know. And also, Andy did ask the biggest question from I think fans, viewers, and the housewives is what about the victims? And I, Erica does say the best way that she can serve them is by cooperating in court and rolling up her sleeves and getting to the bottom of it. And that is all true, but it still makes you wonder um, because she really hasn't had a reaction or said anything or given an apology. And I'm sure she's not supposed to, and they don't want her to say anything, but as a human being, and as far as all the other housewives, that's what everybody is looking for, is for a reaction. Right. And who's the victim? Where I feel, I really like Erica. You know, I'm hoping that she, she's I'm in not it. sure. Yes, to a degree of knowing everything. But even though she doesn't want sympathy, and I did believe that she said that with the whole mascara thing, um, she says, look, I don't want people's sympathy or anything like that. But I, at the same time, I think how she feels about Tom, she is playing the victim in that regard. Well, that's interesting, Diana. Okay. Yeah. Um, yes, I, I can agree with you on that. She, if she knew nothing, she is a victim. Yes. I mean, she just actually is a victim yes. if she knew yes. nothing. So where's your anger at Tom? I think it's, if she didn't know anything, she's in complete fear mode. If she did have an inkling of something going on, just cause maybe she overheard a phone call, who knows? Then she really can't say anything. But why not act out at Tom? This isn't just about the money. This is about he had affairs for years. Yeah. So there's a lot going on here that you could be really mad at him about. But, and here's the big but. I'm actually looking at my own divorce while I say this. When I was asked for a divorce many moons ago, it's not that I didn't know our marriage needed help. I knew that. My natural reaction was to go into self-care mode. Mm -hmm. I never got angry at him. I never, there was adultery, never played on that. I just went into self-care mode. Yeah, Maybe she's that type of person that you just go into self-care mode. What's the point of wasting energy getting mad? That to me was wasted energy. That mm-hmm. this is now the past. We have to move on. And I turned into Tom Hanks when he had to process his mother's death and he ran across country for a year. Yes. I came home from work every night and I walked in the neighborhood and I prospered that way. So maybe she's that type of person. Maybe she is. But what was the second part that you asked? It was, what about the victims? Oh, what about the victims? Okay. Well, it would have been nice to at least say, I'm completely shocked. 
uh, or if, I mean, you could use if and allegedly, she used it for the, uh, the, the, the car accident. Right. Say if and allegedly this really did come from money that wasn't Tom's, I'm now really heartbroken. This upsets me more than anything. I'm playing Erica right now. I I think that's what she should have said. She did use the word allegedly. And she said, then this is the best thing I can do. But I feel like she should have just gone that much further and said, I feel heartbroken about this. I think people wanted an emotion from her. That wasn't Mm -hmm. anger (laughs) that she displayed to, uh, not to her husband, to the other women there. But I think that's what people want. People want a, not an apology, because I, I don't think that she knew, but I, you want but you can still, empathy? yes, empathy, empathy for other people. I don't know that she has the ability to be empathetic. So now we go to what is Erica Jane like? Just Erica, the human being, not mm-hmm. the housewife, not the performer. What is she like? She may not have the empathy gene. Right. She yeah. may not have that ability. So we have to kind of take that into consideration when we're looking for what we consider to be a normal standard response. Maybe she can't do that. Or then on the other side of it, if she kind of had a feeling, if she kind of knew where the money was coming from, maybe she doesn't have it in herself to lie. What if she accepted the money kind of thinking it really wasn't Tom's profit? You know, that's this is this is horrible and huge. Horrible. Right. It is. Hmm. Oh, so I think one of the questions that he asked all the housewives was, do you think Erica knew? They all said, well, most of them had their head and said, no, I don't think she knew. But do we believe that? (laughs) Do we believe that? Do we think that if they had said she knew that she wouldn't have come up and shut them (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I think they were too scared of this. You know, dang well, Sutton thinks she knew stuff. That's what I'm, okay, that's who I'm thinking would have maybe said something uh, because she's the first one to question it. Yeah. I don't know that Sutton was vocal at all. Sutton may have just been kind of stone cold, just sat there because I'm understanding the whole cast. she She did not want to call on her security again (laughs) that she said she had for a week after Erica said, I'm coming for you. That was a little dramatic. Why did you have to go see an attorney? How ridiculous. Because you're filming on a show. Or get security, you mean? Or to get a lawyer? Yeah. No, I mean, a lawyer first to see if there was any exposure uh, to her ridiculous no there's no exposure to anybody um just knowing erica number two she then she had security when erica said i'm coming after you well that's erica yes because she she gets hurt erica is hurt by these comments she really is you can see it you can see that's what it stems from and that's how she comes off 
Yeah. Let's forget. Let's never forget. She didn't have a dad. She wasn't raised by a dad and her mother was a tough bunny, her words. Mm-hmm. And when you grow up like that, it affects you in your relationships and it affects you in your ability to connect with people. So I think that's a little bit of what we're seeing play playing out right now is just that baggage from her past and how she had to put the armor on to not be hurt because she didn't have a dad. Right. Yeah. So what do you think? I, I think we've kind of covered that. What your thoughts are. I'm literally 50, 50 on it. I, I was at first 90, 10, she couldn't possibly have known. And now I went to 50, 50. Mm, yeah. So we'll just see. She did say that if she thought something was up with Tom, she would never have been on a reality show because everything is exposed. When she said um, something up with Tom, do you mean with the money or the affairs? Ah, I don't know. I think the money. That's mm-hmm. my thought. Maybe she said the it. money. I think any of it, right? But I think she must have known about the affairs when she went on because I, that didn't just pop up in the last couple of years. I think the money is the big deal, right? Because an affair just affects mostly you and your relationship where the money is all these uh, lawsuits and and your reputation and all of that being exposed. So, All right. So one of two things on that. Either she really didn't know where the money was coming from. She really thought, you know, Tom had been wealthy, always made money, you know, Tom supporting her in her career. So that didn't seem too unusual. Now she knew he was having affairs at this time. Um, I wonder if uh, she wanted him to support her career uh, as a balance to uh, these affairs that he was having. I mean, who knows? Yeah. Um. Or did she think Tom was so slick and so smart that even if there was malfeasance, he could handle it because he had handled everything? Yeah. You know, you just don't know. I guess we're going to know more later. Right. Posted. Awesome. I love that. Okay. Before we move on to the other housewives, is there anything else you want to bring up about Erica? I heard she might be dating. Who wouldn't want to date her? Actually? I was thinking the same she's thing. She's drop dead. Uh, yes, yeah, no. Well, good for her if she's dating somebody. Good for mm-hmm. her. Yeah. No, I think she's shooting again. That's her job. And then she's doing these the Instagram. I mean, she does get paid, I guess, for these Instagram influencer postings. So she's continuing to live her life. Now, what I know about bankruptcy court, I don't understand how she's able to keep this money because I had a forensic accountant on the first part of the Erica Jane divorce. It was a two-parter. And this forensic accountant was talking about bankruptcy and they garnish your bank account. Well, at what point do they stop garnishing? Well, when they have the, the, the outstanding money collected. So I don't. I, my question is, how does she get to keep this money? Right. Yeah. You do have to live, but even Lisa Rinna and Dorit were talking about bank accounts being garnished. Definitely Dorit was saying her bank account was garnished way back. Yeah. When PK had his first bankruptcy, um, it was some stuff that happened before they got married 
but the bankruptcy didn't come come to be until they were married. And then she woke up one morning and she had no money in her account. Wow. You have to live. You do. You do. You know, you get to have a car, you get to have your house, you get to have some money at some point. Maybe you have to call them and make a deal. Yeah. And then you get to have money. You have to live. Nobody's garnished my bank account yet. So (laughs) my little bank account, who would care? Yeah. Same with me. They're like, oh, wait, we've seen your bank account. Let me give you some. <laughs> yes, exactly. Thank you. We're going to contribute and still take away. Uh, okay. Let's talk about the other housewives. There are other housewives on this show. Yes, and they're all in. Uh, some of them are interesting. I don't think all of them are interesting, but most of them are interesting. Yeah. Okay, so Sutton Strackle. So she has a West Hollywood boutique. Did she have this before, the Sutton concept, or is it brand new? No, she had it. She had already she had it. Did. But when when they started the season, so Sutton. Now I haven't been there, and I have to go. There. I was going to ask you if you've been I, there. I know exactly where it is on Almont Ave, um, but I, I haven't been there. So over Thanksgiving, this is going to be my plan. I will go there. But I wanted to be clear about what she got in her divorce settlement, which was fifty million. Ah. She was married to uh, Christian Strack, who was Pimco. What is Pimco? Why don't I, why don't I know this co- corporation called Pimco? Well, I guess he was the CEO, and he made a lot of money. I thought he was a um, not a bond trader, a hedge hedge, hedge fund. fund. That's what I yeah. thought he was. I thought I thought she said he was hedge fund. Is Pimco a hedge fund? I am not aware of Pimco. We're going to have to look that up. Well, I thought Sutton was interesting. And here's why I thought Sutton was interesting. First of all, smart as a whip, appeared to be a deer caught in the headlights. Dolce & Gabbana closed their shop in, what is it, Rome, when she comes to shop. I mean, really. Who doesn't want to have the designer shop closed so that they can roam around in it? Yeah. She gives gifts of $1,800 and above when she has hostess gifts. Love her for that. And I love that she didn't know what the crepe cake was called. Remember, she called it the pancake cake. So who was she, whose birthday? It was somebody's birthday. She brings this cake. I know exactly where the bakery is because it's in West Hollywood. I had to drive past it uh-huh. because on my birthday, in August, I wanted to get it. But unfortunately, I was diagnosed with high blood pressure right before that. And it was, I was so scared, I stopped eating sugar. So, so I didn't get the crepe cake, but it's called the crepe cake. All right. So I, I thought that was really interesting with Sutton. But just because somebody designed something doesn't mean you should be wearing it. And so I looked at a lot of these outfits that she was wearing. And I'm like, who in their right mind would wear this out? Mm-hmm. You look yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. So yeah, just because a designer does it for a uh, couture, wait on the on the runway for these couture shows, you have to do outlandish things, and that doesn't mean do they really expect you to wear it? I bet they're in shock. These designers that you would wear some of these things on the street and then tell Crystal. She has ugly leather pants. Now, that was really funny too. 
I wanted to bring that up because during the season, we did see Sutton and Crystal get into it also. That yeah. was uh, toward at the very beginning, I think, of the season. Yeah, and that was such a mountain out of a molehill. I just thought that was so ridiculous to carry that on. What did she say to her? What did she say? She vandalized, or what did she feel? Violated. Violated. That's right. Sutton knocks on the door. Hi, I have your whatever clothing. Knocks on the door. People walk in and out of each other's rooms when they're staying in a house all the time. Who thinks it's proprietary? Nobody knew Crystal had body images at the time. Body issues. Body yes, image yes. issues at the time that she was anorexic when she was younger. I mean, who knew that at the time? But, you know, little Sutton just walked in and laid the stuff down and walked out. So, um, but everybody has to have a storyline. So here's the deal. Everybody has to have a storyline. And when your storyline isn't interesting, you're off the show. I cannot yeah. imagine Crystal's going to be back on the show. I can't. I don't think she had much of a story. A lot to say. Yeah. No, I think yeah. she was on the show because of her husband, Bob Minkoff. Now Bob should be on the show <laughs> as, as, as one yeah. of the house, house yeah. husbands. You know, so do you know, does everybody know who Bob Minkoff is and why he's Hollywood Royal? Lion King, right? Isn't it King, Lion King? The director of the film, The Lion King, not the yeah. Broadway show, but right. Film The Lion King, but he has animated films in his background. So he was also the director of Stuart Little. Do you remember Stuart Little? Yes. Uh -huh. And Stuart Little too. I watched both of those. The Haunted Mansion. I didn't watch that. Who was in The Haunted Mansion? Do you remember? I don't know. No. Uh -uh. Okay, no. And The Forbidden Kingdom. I don't know that film either, but it was. They're was, probably all animated, so I, I don't know that I've watched uh, it. And then you're right, they're all animated, finishing with Mr. Peabody and Sherman, and I do know that. So Bob, like, is. So Bob has an interesting career. Crystal, I don't think so much. I don't. Well, you said they started uh, filming already, so wouldn't we know oh. if she was off the show already? So I'm wondering I, if I she's. Maybe there would be an announcement, I guess. No, there's a. There's a new housewife on the Beverly Hills Housewives. I, yes, I, I don't remember who it is. I was reading it a couple weeks ago. There's a new housewife. Oh, okay. Hmm. Yeah. Can't wait to find out. Can't wait till maybe she replaces Crystal. Who knows? But that restaurant that Crystal had her birthday party. was. Oh, yes. I have gone. No, I heard it. Was it her birthday or was it the Chinese New Year? Chinese New Year. Yeah. It was Chinese New Year. Um, I know exactly where that restaurant is and I didn't know it was Chinese. So I'm going to go there. It, I, it's, it's, it's on restaurant row on La Cienega, um, almost at Wilshire. So it's a major intersection in, on the West side, in the Beverly Hills area. And yes, I have it on my list of restaurants to go to. I was going to say it's required, Judith. You have to go it there. Is. I have to dine for everybody. And report back. Thank you. And I will absolutely do oh, that. Gosh. Okay, so we have Garcelle, right? Yes. Have, uh -huh. So Garcelle was an actress. Um, Garcelle, I didn't really know when she first appeared on the show. But then I, I came to find out, you know, what her acting credits are. She was on the, the Jamie Foxx show, NYPD Blue. Uh, she was in uh, Coming to America. I don't remember her and being, do you? 
I think it might be the second one, the one that just came out and last year. She was on both. Coming to America oh. in 88 and the sequel, 2021. Ah. So if she was on the sequel, maybe she had to be part of the family or something that had yeah. the consistent thread. You know, I saw the- it. I saw the movie, the second one, and I can't recall who she was on there. But I think I did at the time. I'm like, hey, that's Garcelle. But now I don't remember her role All right. that. I and do then, like her. I, I like her, too. And then the last one I was going to say is White. White House down with Garcelle with Garcelle she is an instigator she's a complete instigator like Lisa Renna a complete instigator on the show I'm uncomfortable with sometimes with some of the things she does and says in her instigating and when she does her cameos yeah she gets a little backbiting and yeah that bothers me too. Well, because she says in those uh, things that she should have said to their it, faces. To their faces. It's very yes. passive aggressive stuff. And she thinks she's funny. And so I don't know. I don't like making fun of people, really. <laughs> but I, that's what I do. I guess I do myself sometimes when I'm making jokes. Um, she is drop dead beautiful. Oh so, gosh, she's gorgeous. Yes. And a gorgeous woman. Did you see her date with that person? I'm like, oh weird. When, weird. She, yeah, I'm like, no, why would you have picked this person for her? Was it yeah, these professional matchmakers are horrifying. I was just with some friends last night, and one of the gals uh is considering going to a professional Beverly Hills matchmaker because her sister went there. Paid $7,500. I don't know how many dates that gets you. Um, they negotiated it down from 15000 And there were no dates that her sister liked. Why my friend is considering going, paying any yeah. money at all is beyond me. But I don't know that these matchmakers do any better than Match.com. Right. Exactly. I agree because I was so surprised that Garcelle was matched with this person. I really am. The moment I saw him show up, I'm like, this is not her type. (laughs) I didn't think it was her type. So I don't know how they got matched, but uh, yeah, I think she could probably do better on her own. Like what kind of person would you envision her with? I'm not sure, but somebody a little more polished than her date. Maybe somebody in entertainment. Do you think? Yeah, it could be. Hey, didn't she say she dated Will Smith or somebody previously? Yeah, I think so. Like a long time ago. A long, yeah, a long time. Yeah. Was it when Jada was with Tupac? Could it be then? <laughs> I so, don't know, but I, I'm not sure who I see her with, but I just felt the guy that they matched her with just wasn't up to her. I, I just saw it. I just didn't feel it. I yeah. No, know. neither did I. Ne- neither did I. But I kind of think entertainment. So she's done a lot with her life and she's a tough little cookie, but she is, you could see a sensitive side. Oh yes. You know, I, I do. loves her children. Yeah, uh, she does. So I, I kind of vision maybe somebody in entertainment, but we'll see maybe, but, but somebody, 
a, a colorful personality. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So yeah. fun. With her. Yeah. Somebody okay. fun and somebody smart. That's what I see her with. Yeah. Okay. And then we have Lisa Renna. Yeah. Lisa Renna. She's had uh, a few things to happen to her just recently. I know her mother, Louise, Dora. Renna, 93, she had a stroke. Yeah. Yeah. She passed. Oh, she did? It was on the internet today. She passed. Yeah. No. Oh, gosh. I had no idea. She did say her mother was transitioning. And she made it sound, and I first I thought transitioning, but she meant transitioning from life to another on, yeah, yeah, to another life. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Wow. She was so much fun. She was I such know. a fun mom. She was a fun I, mom, and Lisa had such a great relationship. She with did. Her mom. She did. I know. I, yeah. So I was sad. It made me sad that during COVID, they were being so protective, Lisa, her family, and her mom, that she didn't fly up to see her mom. I know. And I would have. I mean, I flew, my mom died in June of last year. I took five mm. flights. There's just no way. But everybody dealt with COVID differently. You know, I we all have to do what we think is right, and, and that's the way it is. But what a shame, though, when you have an elderly parent, mm-hmm. it happen at any point in time. Right. I was just going to also say her daughter had an accidental overdose, her 20-year-old daughter also. So this was all happening within the last month or so. So she's dealing with a lot of things besides her uh, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills life and filming. Right. So I'm just wishing her well. and uh, Wishing her well. And I have a little aside that a few years ago, I was at the Arc Light Theater in Sherman Oaks at the Sherman Oaks Galleria with my sister-in-law and niece and nephew. And I was sitting literally next to Harry Hamlin, who was sitting next to one of the girls, who was sitting next to Lisa Renna, who was sitting next to one of the girls. (laughs) I literally, of course, I had no idea. My sister-in-law, who was sitting to my right, Harry and the family was sitting to my left, my sister-in-law tapped me and whispered, do you know who you're sitting next to? And I didn't even bother to look until she said it. And I'm like, oh, my God, it's Harry Hamlet. Oh, my God. And of course, I, the girls, oh, my God, I love that. Yes, yes, yes. I love Harry. And uh, you had mentioned last time how you love how she calls him Harry Hamlin, which oh. I do love. Mm-hmm. And we had talked back then on that uh, podcast episode we talked about marriages, relationships, and we, we brought up, um, you know, Kyle and her husband and their relationship. I don't know if we bypassed Lisa and Harry Hamlin, but I love them. I love them as a couple. I love I that he's too. into his garden and he's making marinara for people. I just like his presence. He just, he just seems so cool. So great. He does. He's such a, um, Feet on the ground, you know, keeps her balanced, I think. Mm-hmm. I think they're a nice compliment to her. I do. I do. I think I so, do. too. And I'm so sorry. I mean, they've had their hands full with the girls for one reason or another. Yes. Yeah. Uh, well, and their da- the daughters seem to love the parents. I mean, this is a close-knit yeah. family. They are. They are. Yeah. So Very anyway. nice. All right. Then we have, I have, I have a statement to make about Dorit. I want to hear it. Let me hear what you have to say about Dorit. I'll let you make your 
statement. It may have to do with what I was thinking about. All right. I happen to like Dorit. I love all her outfits. I love PK. Oh, wait a minute. I meant to talk about when Dorit and PK and Kyle and Mauricio were oh. sitting at dinner talking about talking about the accident and Tom going to the hospital and PK was such a riot talking about um, the, the ankle was broken, but we have to worry about the brain. What were they saying? <laughs> Do you remember at the dinner how funny that was? They were laughing away, and, and I know that Erica was uh, offended by it. Maybe it shouldn't have been televised, but you know that happens, right? You get into a dinner conversation, somebody says something. Yes, yes. Yeah. They weren't making fun of Erica's whole life. No. And all of that. But, I mean, the only way we can deal with sadness is by making jokes sometimes. That, that's right. the way we bring ourselves out of sadness. It was a heavy conversation. And then PK, just to bring them out of sadness, was talking about it. And Erica, come on. Everybody talks about everybody. It's the way it is. But here's my comment. We know that Kyle's house was broken into the Bel Air house, which Sutton is renting. Um, or was it the new house? I know it was the Bel Air house. They went on vacation as soon as they moved in. And Kyle had talked about all the Hermé bags. And I mean, right. $100,000 each bag. Yes. buy an Hermes bag. You have to apply for it. You have to fill out an application. So, no, the, the average person is not going to be able to buy this purse. So there are a bunch of those, a bunch of jewelry. Mauricio does very, very well. The house was robbed. Okay. Now we have Dorit on part four of the reunion talking about some things that she has in the house. Now, the the reunion aired a few hours earlier on the East Coast than obviously it does on the West Coast. In that time differential, the house was robbed. It was right after that night, the re, the when the part four of the reunion aired. That's what the so it was robbed an hour and a half, an hour, either a half an hour or an hour and a half after the reunion show aired on the West Coast. That is incredible timing. Number two, how did the kids not wake up? The door, the, the whole glass door was broken into. Number three, oh yeah, they showed the patio door broken into glass. Mm -hmm. Number three, why wasn't your alarm on if your husband's out of town? Okay, I live in this area. No, I don't have house alarms. People are not breaking into my home. Or not, they're not standing in line to take anything that I have. But when you live in these elite properties, everybody puts their alarms on. So you knew when the show was airing. Did you, do, uh, did you see it? I mean, I know you have small children. Did you watch the show? Um, before you went to bed, I think it aired at eight or nine on the West Coast. Nine. Did it air at nine? So it was over mm -hmm. 10. She got robbed at 1030. This is a very small window. Yeah. And they tend to have money problems. This stuff is insured. 
That's where my mind went. That's just where my mind went. Um, hopefully I'm wrong with my mind going in that direction. But coincidences are tough for me to, to take. I mean, this is a huge coincidence. Your husband's out of town. Your alarm isn't on. Your children don't wake up. The robbery happened a half an hour out um, after airing West Coast time or three and a half hours after the East Coast airing. And where did you watch the reunion show? Everybody watches these. They have little parties to watch these shows. What did you think? I actually wasn't aware of the home invasion until recently. So my thoughts, I hadn't thought about that. I think you brought it up to me and I thought, I didn't realize they were in the house. Because if they hadn't been in the house, then I would have thought that was suspicious. But if you're in the house with your kids. Okay, so now you brought me back to center. I'm glad that you said that. I'm glad you added that into the mix. Right. But I, I, did she perpetrate it? That's all I'm saying. Did she perpetrate it? So I'll leave it at that. I'm glad they're all good. That's all I got to say. I'm glad to read or family. You're all good. Right. And so we'll polish it off with Kyle and Kathy. Yes. The tag team, the Richards tag team. Um, So I love Kathy. I already said I love Kathy. Kyle, Kyle is interesting to me because although she leads a fabulous life, no business that she starts ever turns out it has to close. (laughs) Listen, I hear that. Not every business I've started stays on. So that's easy enough. She has a lot of energy. I think she's one of the world's greatest moms. I give her such kudos for being a fabulous wife and mother. And she's been this. I love that she cooks and takes care of her household. When Kathy comes over, she doesn't know what anything is or why anything is there and how to handle anything. And and it's so funny because Kyle laughs at her. It's like they grew up in complete different either households or upbringing or it's so bizarre to me how they are sisters had the same mother and they have complete different lifestyles. Look at Kim. Um, They're all three very different. So yeah, all three very different. And I like both of them. I really do. So I hope Kathy comes back on the show. She was kind of fun. (laughs) Yeah, She is. Oh man. Okay, Judith, is there anything else uh, you want to share about this show? Or I would love to know if there's anything new going on in Beverly Hills, Los Angeles. Last time you were here, you talked about uh, Lisa Vanderpump's restaurants and Kyle Richard's shop. And you even talked about Quentin Tarantino opening up that, uh, reopening up a theater. A theater at Hollywood and Vine, I think. Yeah. Um, to do uh, professional screenings. Well, the only the only restaurant that would fit into this theme that I know of um, is the extension of TomTom. So I, I know where this, I mean, I, I've gone past the space. So I, I think they're in the middle of doing that. I don't think that it's open. It had to stop, of course, while COVID was going on. But I think that's going to be up and running very, very shortly. 
Now, I don't know where Tom and Tom's new restaurant is. I have to find that out for you and bring that information back. Okay. Uh, It's open yet. I think it's, I I think they're still putting it together. So, but when it does open, I'll, I'll let you know. Not many new places have opened because of the pandemic. A lot of places have shut down. Yes. A lot of new openings yet. Probably we're going to see more next year because things have loosened up enough now. Yeah. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait. Always reporting back to you and your audience. (laughs) I would love that. Until then, Judith, please share with our listeners where they can find your podcast and what we can look forward to. The Amicable Divorce Expert.com. The Amicable Divorce Expert.com. That's my website for my podcast. I am go- I was going to do as my celebrity divorce for the last the, the next one coming up. I was going to do it on Bethany Frankel, but you know who I have to do, don't you? Adele. Oh, Adele. I thought you were going to say, I thought you were going to say, um, Brad and Angelina. Have you done that one yet? I've done a couple on Brad and Angelina. Ah, Okay. I'm going to go listen right now. I want to do, I want to do Bethany at some point. I used to work with Bethany Frankel when she was an event planner in Los Angeles. Um, lost touch with her when she moved to New York at a certain point. Um, I really would like to have her on the podcast. Wouldn't that be fabulous? I mean, yes, that would be. That would be unbelievable, because I when there was an episode on the New York City Housewives with, between her and her ex husband, and in that episode, I knew she was going to get divorced. It was the way she talked to him, and um, kind of competed with what she's doing versus what he was doing in his career. And I said, okay, well, you can't do that. You're done. This is history. And then many episodes after that, yes, they started getting divorced. But I, 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 I was wanting, if I can't get her on the show, at least I wanted to talk about some aspects of the divorce. Uh, the two aspects being dividing a business because he helped her put the Seagram's deal together and co-parenting, you know, when you're in high conflict. But then I started reading all these articles on Adele and different as different things she had to process in order to get divorced. And it's so timely that I thought, you know, I'm going to switch to Adele for this, this next celebrity. Uh, oh, that would be, that sounds so exciting. And what about Kelly Clarkson too? I did a little bit on Kelly Clarkson in terms of spousal support and a little division of assets. Yeah, I did a little bit of that, but I didn't do a whole show on her. I kind of lumped it with a couple other people that were dealing with spousal support issues. Ah, okay. Well, I am so looking forward to all of those. Thank you, Judith. Thank you. Ah, we've had such a wonderful conversation. Thanks for joining me today, Judith. It has been a blast. Yes, it has, Diana. It was and it has. <laughs> and I look forward to you visiting me again where we can get updates on uh, all the happenings. I will keep you posted because I want your audience to be the most informed audience when it comes to entertainment on the screen, be it television or film. Thank you. I appreciate that. Please listen to the Amicable Divorce Expert podcast. Links are in our show notes. Well, 
that's our show. Thanks for tuning in. We are grateful you tuned in, and we hope something we said today resonated with you, gave you a chuckle, some happiness, some positivity, or inspiration. Please subscribe to our website and follow Screens and Focus and tell a friend. We would love more members of our TV club. We'll be uploading new episodes in a couple of weeks. Next show will be on Fear the Walking Dead, Season 7, Episodes 5 and 6. You can find our website listed in our show notes. See you next time. Bye.